0: Welcome back to Women's Wealth, The Middle Way, the show that answers your questions about work, money, and family. My name is Susan mcglory Michael, and I am the CEO and founder of Glen Eagle, a wealth management firm in New Jersey.
1: My name is Carol Ann Fernandez, and I'm the COO of Glen Eagle. Our guest today is Monica Kang, founder and CEO of Innovators Box. Monica is a recognized thought leader in creative leadership and education. She's transforming today's workforce through the power of creativity. She's a successful author and a podcast host. Welcome, Monica. Thank you. You're clearly a thought leader in creative leadership and very much teaching entrepreneurship a lot and talking to people about it. Can you share your perspective on individual creativity and how you've seen it being used in both people's personal and professional changes?
0: Absolutely. Man, creativity, often people see the aspects of being artsy, being visual, and that is a part of creativity, but it's one of the many ways that we express because creativity at the end of the day is really a way of living, a way of seeing things differently, a way of thinking differently. And I think especially as leaders, as innovators, there's so many ways that we're probably redoing we every. Day, but we're not recognizing, and so something in day-to-day life that you just mentioned is, you know, back in the day when we had a commute, there's probably many ways that we probably navigate our commute or our workday routine, and that's small elements of the small sea of creativity, thinking differently, and when we get to acknowledge that and bring that up, we're able to see things differently and find new opportunities.
1: Yeah, I think that's so, so true and, and interesting to think of. You're probably being more creative than you realize from the very beginning, So I know you are the founder of your company, Innovator's Box. Can you talk a little bit about what Innovator's Box is and then also how you ended up deciding to found it? Because I know you were already in your dream career when you decided to do this. Absolutely. I started
0: Innovator's Box because I realized, no matter how much I loved my job, I could still be stuck and depressed. And it took many days trying to work and realizing that, you know what, this is not what I signed up for. Something is wrong, but I couldn't figure out. And I realized one day, finally, that maybe if I walk to work, it's going to be a little less embarrassing. And that one decision of curiosity led me to opening up a whole set of new questions because it got me realizing, well, I want to need to not walk to work, wear comfortable shoes. I need to think about what's outside, what's the weather like, check the time, the temperature. And I shared this story of my commute and how that led me to getting to the office, not only earlier, but also being now full of these questions. Why is that building always under construction? I wonder why that cafe is selling today. Like, why is that line always wrong? Like, why is there always traffic here? And I was bringing all those questions naively, not realizing that it was impacting my day positively. Now I was so curious about all these things around my surroundings that I brought that curiosity to work. I was now curious about why are we always stuck with this Excel sheet? Like, why do we do this project this way? Like, what can we do differently? What if I color coded and made it easier for me? I'm like, nobody's asking me to do these work differently, but I felt curious and it intrigued me and gave me the courage to do differently that led me to finding creativity. And it's empowering to realize that something small, when we take more credit and intentionality We get to realize how seeing and thinking things differently every day makes a huge impact. For me, realizing that, wow, that small decision led to many other decisions and changes in the way I worked, the way I felt happier, not only not depressed, but thriving, getting promoted. People are like, you did well, but somehow you're thriving more. We can't figure out. I'm like, I'm not sure either. Let me figure out. And that's what (laughs) led me to wanting to build Innovators Talks because the truth is that creativity and courage and curiosity, the tools were all out there, but it's really not packaged and positioned in a way it's digestible or understandable in a way that we can learn as a professional where we have been taught not to do a lot of that for a long time. And so, as we do cultural leadership team development, we help companies and leaders rethink about what it means to be creative, what it means to rethink about cultural leadership development so that you are truly permitting your people to be curious, be more courageous, and especially during this time when everything is so difficult and Nothing seems to work the way we used to. How do we give ourselves more courage to try something new and know that, hey, that was scary, Let me, but let me try it again, and let me try something different?
1: Yeah, I was actually going to ask you a little bit about that. I know, obviously, the pandemic and people, you know, some people are in the office, some aren't, some are doing hybrids. How have you seen the innovators box? evolving or have you seen a big change with what's going on in the world or are this kind of the same methods that you were teaching while everyone was in the office still apply even though everyone's not in anymore it's a great question because
0: honestly even for us it's been a humbling year like everyone we've had to completely flip our business way of doing everything i mean honestly we were a company that really valued in person i resisted doing anything online because I'm like, I need to hug people. I want to be able to say hello to people. I will travel the world for you. But don't ask me how to be on Zoom. So I've only done <laughs> Zoom actually with the pandemic. And what humbled me and realizing is that, wow, yes, of course, in person, the value that we get is never going to ever disappear. But there's so many powerful ways that we can still connect online. And I've been humbled to reaffirm and realize I didn't realize it even for me. And now I get to be in the seat of, as I learn helping other leaders and helping other teams to say, hey, even these routine weekly meetings that you have, you can design this meaningfully. These are cues of behavior that you remind your team members that this is a safe room. This is a team that honors your opinion. This is a team that really respects you. And also, the very opportunity where you hurt people if you're not being intentional. And so that's actually been hence an increased awareness, I would say, because things have been so difficult and it has opened up more people to talk about emotions and feelings and really treating people as a human being more. I'm looking forward to seeing more companies and leaders really harnessing all these changes and hopefully caring with them beyond the pandemic beyond any time to know that this is not just a crisis reaction we were always human beings with these feelings and thoughts and creating a safe room a room where everyone can be their full colorful creative self and be curious to learn more if they haven't had the confidence or the safe space to that's incredibly invaluable whatever business you're in
1: i definitely agree how would a business owner recognize that either someone needs help with that creativity or outlet or safe space, like what are some things that maybe a business owner should either be looking out for or doing to try to help their employees find this? There's so many ways. And this is why I love this question because we often
0: assume, I think when we raise this question as a leader, you know, as the business owner is that we look for a big cue. Okay. is this person, right. you know, being laid, being disgruntled, <laughs> Of course, those are valid cues, and you absolutely want to look out for it. But I would encourage, especially for leaders, managers, or business owners, to look for smaller cues earlier. By the time you already hear these big cues, it's probably already late. They've been disgruntled and unhappy for a long time to be that visible. So I would be getting curious, and hopefully the tip that everyone is picking up from here is how to look for the small cues, which is, you know, when, when you're engaging, even during those online meetings. Do you feel that after every conversation, they feel more encouraged to bring up a new idea? How is that feedback loop? Do you often find yourself saying like, no, sorry, Susan. Like, that's a great point, but we don't have time to do that. Or Sam, that's great, but no. (laughs) Or are you saying that, yeah, that's a great point, but right now our project plan and budget is a little tight. And let's take a moment to explore these things to tie your idea, though, because that was a great point. Like, that feels already very different. And so those cues of behavior – it's it immense from constant feedback with a trust and so i encourage leaders to constantly be curious about how does one feel as a person and how does their team member feel but also being more mindful of the communication they are having online in meetings in writings and text on slack channels because those are the ways that people affirm to know that is this a person i can be honest and just speak my own language or do i have to code switch and show up a certain way to look like and show my only best side because I'm scared of being caught. I think, honestly, all of us have been in the spot where we've unfortunately been in rooms where we feel that way. And I think this is a very important time for more leaders to try to be mindful of not doing that. But it starts from oneself and having that self-awareness. So, again, to recap, self-awareness, being mindful of those small cues and building uh, those small habits to be curious about what are some language habits that we might have that we didn't even realize or they might not even realize that we were shutting them out.
1: I feel you've given such great advice already. I I almost feel like maybe I shouldn't ask this question, but we always end by asking (laughs) our our last question of what advice would you give to the women who might be listening to this and and are feeling stuck in their career? What's a piece of advice you'd give them? Don't be too hard on oneself. I think every woman could use hearing that every day, right? That's our natural go-to the reason why I emphasize don't be too
0: hot on yourself is I think, especially regardless of who you are as a listener, the number one reason why I think when we face those moments of feeling stuck or when somebody says we're not, you know, we've done something wrong, is that we say, oh, it's my fault, you know, comes back to us. But in that we're not, then it makes it harder for us to take the courage to try something new. And so like giving ourselves a little push and nudge to say it's okay I'm not trying to run a marathon when I'm learning how to crawl and learning how to do one step at a time makes it easier than to see that progress. And often I think the very barrier that we face in growth and trying something new is because we do that. And so don't be too hard on yourself one step at a time. Believe that you can do it and you'll manifest it. And look forward to seeing how you live your colorful, creative life.
1: Thank you so much, Monica. I could listen to you all day give advice about this. I think it's such an interesting topic in an area that all of us should probably spend more time on. So I hope that some of our listeners will check out Innovator's Box and definitely do some more research on this. But we really appreciate you joining us today. Thank you for having me. Thanks for tuning into today's episode of Women's Wealth,
0: The Middle Way. Make sure to subscribe to us and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast app join us for new episodes every other Wednesday.
1: See you in two weeks.